Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to I'm Just Vita, and you know I am Just Vita. Today is January the 21st. Can't believe this month is almost up, and I'm so excited because I'm actually moving in a couple of days. It's still pretty cold outside, but nevertheless, it's gotta get done. So, I said I'll go ahead and do this. I'm trying to get back on my Tuesday, Thursday schedule, y'all, because I got a little thrown off for a minute. But I'm going to try to adhere to that as much as possible. Just understand, I am human, okay? I am human. I'm going to try to keep y'all in the loop of everything that's going on with me as much as possible, you know. But... Nevertheless, we're going to have us a fun episode because y'all know what next week is. Mm, next week is the burn session. Yeah, I'm excited. I still got to finish my burn letter. Oh, y'all thought I'm going to participate? I'm, I'm a team player. I participate. Because there's a lot of stress I need to give off my chest, which I have, but I just want to make sure it's set in stone. You know what I mean? But anywho, I got so much coming up. I got a wedding coming up, and I'm really, really, really excited. Um, we got a really, really big problem. I still don't have my dress. But when we run low, I really don't, y'all. And there's so many different dresses I've looked at. And it's like, oh, yeah, I want that one. And it's oh, yeah, I need this one. I'm like, ooh, but that one works. And it's like, okay, uh, chick, you better make up your mind because... Pretty soon, you're not going to have enough time if the dress needs to be altered or it has to be ordered. You're not going to have enough time. If anybody know about ordering a wedding dress, let me tell you. When you have to get things altered or when you're going in there and it has to be a certain way and the manufacturer got to do whatever, whether you're going to a boutique or a national chain, it can still take you six to eight weeks to get a gown, depending on what they have to do to it. Or you can find one that they already have in a store, and basically you're settling, you know? And you shouldn't want to settle for anything like that. So I, I kind of like need to get my behind in gear and let, let's get this moving. So by the middle of February, I have a dress picked out, ordered, and it's just sad. I got one. Let me tell y'all. I got one. And I actually like it. Problem is, the zipper is stuck. And it doesn't kind of fit the thing that I want to go with now. So that's my problem. I can't stick with one thing. I'll see something like, oh, yeah. Like these church decorations. Now, everybody know when you go into a church, people are like not putting on their pews. And I don't blame them. And forever, I didn't get it. But I'm a wood fan. If you start putting tape on wood, it can start eventually, you know, piecing off the wood. It can depreciate the wood. You don't want to do that. You're not trying to go nowhere and be disrespectful. So, of course, I have pew clips. And it's like, okay, does this decoration look, you know, do you want something that's going to be like Tyler Perry over the top? Y'all know for the um, movie, Medea's Family Reunion, how that was, how they had the angels in the sky. No, nah, I ain't doing none of that. Calm down, calm down. <laughs> That's not going on at all. <laughs> that was a bit much. It was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But that was just a little bit much. I mean, as far as decoration, aisle decoration, pew decoration, we, we're not looking up there and all that. I don't have the time to do it. And it's the fact that 
I couldn't do it because I could. I don't have the time or the patience to do any of that. I'm trying to make sure it looks like a wedding, so I'm trying to keep it simple, classy, and elegant. I don't like flowers. For those of you who do not know, I was born on May Day. So when I was a kid, growing up in church, I used to get May baskets. And for those who don't know what a May basket is, May basket flowers. So I know a lot about flowers. I don't like flowers. If you ever come to my home, you do not see a flower in sight. You don't. I don't have a green thumb. I touch your flower, honey. It's dead. So if you don't want that flower no more, tell me to come on over and touch it. It's 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 dead meat. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. Now my husband is a different story. He likes plants, flowers. He's like it's good for the oxygen and good for whatever. My sons are the same way. Their mother, mm, not so much. They're like, well, Mama, you can get a plant or two. Now, I like artificial ones. Just not what I have to take care of. Just not into that. But anyway, so I'm working on decorations. I'm working on a wedding dress. As everybody knows, we're not having a reception. So it makes it a lot easier. But my husband is having a birthday party. So that means when I leave the wedding, guess what I get to go do? I get to go to where he's having his birthday party at, and I get to go set up. A lot of people say, well, Vida, why ain't you having somebody go do it for you? Hell no. When I do certain stuff, I do certain stuff. Just like these church decorations, guess who's going in there? Mm-hmm. Yours truly. I will be in there because my whole thing is, I don't want to leave somebody in there to do something. That's a big job, okay? This is... this. It's a big job. I go in there and something's out of place and I do have OCD. Okay? If something is crooked, something's out of order, that's going to throw me off. So therefore, I have to go in there and I have to actually inspect and do. So, one says, well, won't you just let people set it up and you come in there and do your final touches or say, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll move this, this, and that. Now, I'm more hands-on. So I'll be there early at the church. I'm going to get dressed at the church. You know, hair, makeup, and all that kind of stuff will be done. One of my bridesmaids is actually doing everybody's makeup. She's a makeup artist. She's also a uh, cosmetologist. She's all the way around. All the way around. And she calls y'all. She's like, no, nah, I'll be right there with you. So I was like, okay, good. So I said, well, I'll tell you what. We can get in church at such and such time. That's the time we're going to be in there so we can set up. Everybody can dress. She's going to do everybody's makeup. That way there is no nothing. We can take our pictures before the guests start to arrive. And then after that, boom, let's do this. And that is it. So I got it all mapped out. Oh, did I mention I still ain't picked out the music or nothing? And I have live music. And they're like, hey, are you ever going to tell us what we got to do? I, I, just, I know just from singing and growing up in church, dealing with different bands, dealing with different artists, uh, you can't wait till the last minute to tell them about it because they do have to rehearse. This is, you know, not only do they want to do a good job, but, you know, it's a reputation that they have because you don't want them to get up there and do something wrong and other people wouldn't want to deal with them. So I kind of like got to get my ass in gear, so to speak. I hate to put it like that, but that's exactly what it is. I gotta get my ass in gear, you know. Like I said, I don't have anybody else that I can 
rely on or trust to get certain things done. And even if I did, I was going to go over there work anyway. So what was the point of me wanting you to do something? I'm going to do it anyway. I'm being honest. I am being honest, which is bad. My therapist, and yes, you guys, I do have a therapist. Hey, I am ashamed to tell you, I got a therapist. I've been in therapy off and on for the last eight years, believe it or not. And when I don't call my therapist, she called me. When I don't go see her, she called me. What's going on? How you doing? This, that, and the other. So I really do need to get in there to see her or whatever. But doing this podcast, as I tell everybody, is therapy for me as well. I ain't going to say it's enough therapy because it's not, but it is therapeutic for me. But anywho, my therapist tells me, but this is the first part to my husband says it all the time before my therapist even said anything. She said, your problem is you try to take on so much and you do it all. Start appointing people. I was like, for what? So they could disappoint me? She said, ah, that's it. You are afraid of people letting you down. You know, listen, I have dealt with so much in my life, too. That is part of it. And the other part is, I know ain't nobody going to do it the way I do it. So I just rather do things myself. And my husband said that. He was like, you know, it's always uh, you, 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 or I, 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 I. He said, it's never us, 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 or we, 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 we. He said, aren't we married? I was like, yeah. Y'all heard the sound go off? Ha <laughs> Again, this is my last podcast where I am located. They're moving it all towards the front, so you might hear some bumping. Might even hear my granddaughter a little bit, because my little fat mama's here. I do my little fat mama. I love my little fat dude, too. I have a grandson, too. And my grandkids is my world. They are my world. They are my reason to keep going. My kids is grown, so, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're my reasons, but them two little ones, they keep their grandma busy. Keep me in shape, too. Let me tell you about it. But anywho, I have to learn to start delegating stuff. But he won't have it for his wedding. They can hang that one up. And don't get me wrong. I got people who's going to come to help me do things. Yes. But as far as me say, hey, I need y'all to do this, 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 this. need to look like this. And me stepping away, that ain't going to happen. Uh-uh. Even with his party, that's not going to happen. Now, some say, well, Vita, what if you're just now coming out of a surgery? If you have to have surgery and you're in recovery, how are you going to do that? Uh, hello. As long as God gives me breath in my body, it will get done. And if I got to sit there and supervise it, I will. But I will be present the whole entire time. It's like, what? Even I'm on FaceTime, honey, I'm going to be looking. I don't know about y'all, but that's just how I am. So, I got my work cut out for me as far as that's concerned. I'm working on music, and I've always been afraid. I can't even say afraid. When it comes to church, and like I said on a different podcast, for those of y'all who are just not tuning in, I was born and raised in church. So, I believe when you go to church, you give God's house the utmost respect. You know, I don't believe in a woman should be walking in church with no pants on. I come from that era. You know, even when we had choir rehearsal or different functions going on in church, you better have a skirt somewhere. And I was a tomboy. I really didn't start wearing dresses and skirts until I was probably about 21, all like that. Yeah, I was probably about uh, 21, 22. You know, and I don't wear them like that now. I only wear them like that because I have to 
because I'm in corporate America. And a lot of people say, well, you can get pants outfits. Yeah, but it's just easier to get you a solid skirt, nice little blouse or shirt, and rock it because I love heels. So that's a lot easier for me, you know, as far as that's concerned. Anywho, that's just me. So now when I see and hear about people walking in church, they got kicks on they got, you know, ripped up jeans. You know, they're basically dressed like they're going to happy hour or to the club. And you know they could have worn something else and they could have did better. It kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. You know, this society that we live in right now, everything is so contemporary. It's just like, they're like, well, do you think God views any different? No, I don't think so at all. Because uh -uh. I get it. The Bible says come as you are. Yes, it does state that. But I think some people just take it overboard, you know, and that's just me. But if you go in there and you receive the message and it resonated with you, hey, it is what it is. This is just my personal belief when it comes to that. So when it came to the church wedding, it was just more or less like, okay, I know people going to come in here looking like, you know, this that, and the other. And my husband's like, be the soul. <laughs> so. I'm like, so that I had to think. And girl, we is not back in the 1970s, 80s, or even early part of the 90s. Everybody wearing stuff. You got people coming in with house shoes on and whatever. I don't even care. As long as you coming in there, you coming from a good place, coming to have a good time to celebrate me and him, I don't care what you do. Let's just be honest. You won't catch me doing it. No. But it is what it is as far as that. My husband, though, has not picked out his groomsmen. I don't think. I don't know. The last time I checked, he had me. He was like, oh, yeah, I need to kind of. I'm like, oh, yeah, you kind of need to. But then again, you know, I'm kind of glad he really hasn't. And I'm only going to say that because I still need two girls. See, I rearranged my wedding party a little bit. You know, I kind of excused a person or two. And I have dresses that I can't use because I'm not that size, nor have I ever been that size. And the size is bigger than I am, which ain't nothing wrong with it. You know, ain't nothing wrong with being bigger. It's just that me, I'm trying to aim smaller and not bigger. And I'm kind of losing a lot of weight and I'm not doing it on purpose. I, I'm, I'm to be honest with you, I'm not doing it on purpose this time. But I am losing a little bit. Which is a good thing, because everybody knows when you get wedding dresses, you have to get it a size, sometimes two sizes bigger, depending on the style and the material. But I still have to find two ladies to wear them. I've asked people, everybody got something else to do, which is fine, you know. There's, there's no problems about that. But then when people give me certain excuses why they can't do it, and you supposed to be, we ain't going to go there. We're going to let that go. <laughs> We're going to let that go. Yeah, I get pissed off when I, when I think about it and when I talk about it. So we're going to let that go. Because this podcast is turning to something else. I'm just going to be real. You know, just be honest. And that's where I was going with that whole support thing. And in my burn letter, you will hear, as I have stated on my pages, if you do not support me, there ain't nothing I can do for you. My cutoff game is strong. That person I used to be, she's gone now. You can't keep pissing on me, telling me it's raining. 
we're not going to do that. And a lot of people say, well, you're still harboring some anger. So, yeah, because it's easier to say it than to do it. But anybody who's dealt with me, y'all know I'm doing it. You don't see me. So it ain't like there's no love loss. I don't see you no way. We don't communicate. None of that kind of stuff. If a person can't pick up the phone and say, hey, how you doing? Whether it's once a week, once a day, every other day. Then you got to pick up the phone and say, hey, how you doing? Send a text. Everybody else do. People don't communicate no more. It's all social media or text. You know, they don't get on there. Hey, my family, how you doing? Um, good, but don't you got my number? Why couldn't you just tell, you know? It's just more or less, it feels more like a charity case. Hell on with that. Not with that. Not with it. Not with it. Not with it. You know, so. Anywho, I still got to find two girls. So if he hasn't found any dudes, I'm going to still get on it. Be like, dude, you know that I got you up in the back of my head. Like, girl, you ain't even doing what you got to do. So what the hell? <laughs> I'm dead serious. But my husband's a big procrastinator. Even when we were in um, marriage counseling, uh, when we first got married, we had to go to counseling. They recommended that we go to counseling, you know, the marriage counselor. So, yeah, so for those who did not know that, we didn't just go get married and whatever. We went through counseling. And a lot of people don't know that. They, The story about me and him, people think they know, and they really have no clue. And we've really never taken the time out to explain it because it's really not your business. But we did go through counseling, and we did discover that he is a procrastinator, something that we both already knew. But for somebody a perfectly... Good stranger, because he's a good person. He's a good pastor. To sit there and tell you, and don't even know you, you know you got a problem. It ain't nothing changed. He's got better with a lot of stuff, but certain stuff is just like, uh. I'm like, uh, yeah. Your ass, get done. You know? And that doesn't make him feel any faster now. That kind of makes him drag his feet even further. I'm just being honest. But it is what it is. So I got that going on. Then... Woohoo, we're going back to Vegas. So, I do know when I'm in Vegas again, I will be doing a live podcast. But this time, it will be more than just me and my husband and children and grandchildren and their moms, or mother, one of the moms came. It will be this time some of my wedding party because one of the people in my wedding party is actually from there. So she was like, yeah, give me a chance to go back home. Then I got some other people coming, so we're going to have a blast. Because this time I'm in Vegas longer, and I get to do a little bit more. I ain't just going to be coming off the road, really getting some sleep, got a half of a day to do whatever, get back up and get back out of there. I will actually have two full days to do random and different stuff. I don't do agendas. I don't do nothing. I like to wing everything. So everybody like, hey, let's go tomorrow. Well, let's go. You know, I'm not going to write it down. Well, 1 p.m. I'm going to be here. I don't know damn schedule. We're not doing that. It ain't that type of trip. And it's not that type of trip. Some people are flying in. Some people are driving in like we are. So pray for us because my butt already hurt thinking about it. Let me tell you. Ooh-wee. This time it's not the winter because we're going in the middle of April. So the roads, the worst thing we're probably running into is some rain, which I'm cool. April showers bringing us May flowers. I'm cool with that. As long as it ain't no slow. Mm-mm. Can't do it. So if something happened to somebody right now, and it's no, I'm sorry, I'll send you a card. That's all I got for you. 
I'm just going to be honest. I hope nothing does happen to anybody. I pray it don't. But it is what it is. Life happens. And I'm not saying that to be nonchalant or sarcastic, but it does happen, you know. So, but we're going to have us a good time, and I'm so excited. I will also be meeting with everyone um, that I know that's going. Uh, some of my husband's family is going. So this is going to be really exciting. See how everybody interacts with everybody. There's my probably my immediate family, like sister, brothers. I don't know. A couple of my brothers is probably going. I know one is. They're probably not going to go, but show goes on. When I tell you the show go on, it's going to go on with or without you. You know, I send out different invites and I do certain things. That way people can't say, well, I wasn't invited. I try to give people that option. It's either you want to show or you don't want to show. You know, you got to make that choice. You have to take that pick. I can't do it for you. But don't think I'm going to keep inviting you and you keep no showing. Because eventually... Didn't I tell you my cutoff game was strong? Hmm. I know how to cut off all communications and won't lose no sleep over it. Believe that. I know a lot of people say, well, but that's heartless. No. Because if you keep harboring over and wearing yourself sick over somebody who ain't giving a damn about you, you just defeated your whole purpose. Let that go and keep that moving. Don't hinder your own blessings or even hurt yourself worried about somebody who don't, who's clearly not worried about you. You know? And that's just the way I think. Speaking of which, I gotta call my sister. I know that was his off topic, but I do. Because I was really upset because I couldn't go to the movies with her over the weekend. The weather, a car, and then the other car wasn't at home. It was just so much going on, so I was really frustrated. So I didn't want her to think that I didn't want to go because I really wanted to go see Bad Boys 3. So I'll probably go this weekend or next weekend. I'll get to see it, but I didn't know if it was good, bad, what, because I've seen mixed reviews about it, and I can't trust everybody's nothing, because Gemini Man that Will Smith did, a lot of people was like, ugh, I didn't like that, that sucks, why he do that movie, I actually liked it, maybe people don't get the concept of what a Gemini is, or the movie, or whatever, but I actually liked it, I think that was one of his best movies, but however... It didn't do so high, and I don't get why, but, you know, it is what it is as far as that. But people don't go to the movies anymore either. Everybody's still bootlegging and doing whatever. So how these celebrities are making their money off of movies and everything else is by when they're going out and doing tours and promoting it on different talk shows or, you know, and they're on stand-up or late nights or whatever because there's so many people that, like, we're just going to bootleg it. We're not even going to waste our money because movies are not movies anymore. But at the same time, being an actor is how they get their bread and butter and putting it in the box office is how they're making their money. That's how they're feeding their families. So we kind of, like, got to think of it that way, in a sense. I don't go to the movies often because I fall asleep. I ain't going to lie. Something about turning the TV on, I go to sleep. But I did watch a good movie over the weekend. Oh my goodness, that Tyler Perry movie on Netflix, y'all. If I have not seen it, I recommend everybody watch it. It's, um, oh gosh, it's a fall from grace or 
or whatever, the fall. Yeah, the fall from grace. The fall from grace. Um, I believe. I probably got the words all twisted up. But either way, it's on Netflix. You'll know because when it pops up, usually when you log on Netflix, the hot stuff pops up first. And it is right there when I tell y'all it was worth every two hours and 21 minutes. I believe it was about two hours and 21 minutes. It was worth it from beginning to end. It was kind of a little slow at first. You know, at first. Because I think the storyline drugged out just a little bit. Because I dozed a couple of times, had to rewind and do it again. I ain't even gonna lie. But baby, once it got good, it got good. I'm like, what? Really? Huh? It was a good movie like that. It was it was one of those. It's worth watching. I recommend everybody watch it. Also, I'm a fan of Lily Simon. She has a show on Netflix as well. And I'm not, I don't get anything about promoting what's on Netflix and nothing like that. I'm just saying some good watches. If you want to binge watch something that will have you laughing, you watch her, uh, Frankie and Grace. It is hilarious. I, one day, like about mm, seven, eight months ago, I was at home and had nothing to do. Turned on Netflix and it happened to pop. Oh, I don't guys watch it. Do you guys know I've been watched the first, because this is season number six, I want to say. I've watched them first five seasons literally in three days. Went to work and home still watching it. Spent my whole Saturday watching. It is hilarious. And I could not wait for it to come back. And it's finally back. And I kind of like stayed up after I watched the Tyler Perry movie I just told you about. I kind of stayed up and I watched that too. So, Omaha, I know we cold right now. If y'all got Netflix or you don't know, you don't have to find somebody with it. See if you can password, whatever, however y'all do it, or go to their house and have them come over, and y'all sit down and start watching. But they said Netflix and chill. Go Netflix and chill, but do it with, with a family. Sit down with your families. Now, am I going to go sit down with my families? Probably not. My family is not close like that. Uh, well, I'm not going to say that. Yes, I will, because we're not. And I'm like the oddball. I don't want to, I don't listen. I'm one of those type of people where we don't run in the same circle. So if I don't run in the same circle or you dealing with somebody I'm not feeling like that, ain't no love out between me and you, but I can't be around that person. Because, see, my mouth gets a little bit bad. And you say the wrong thing and you might get snatched. Let's just be honest. So instead of putting anybody in weird situations, weird predicaments, or whatever, and I'm not rude by far, but at the same time, I know my limit. You can't come to me disrespectful. I don't do disrespect at all. Because I'm not a disrespectful person. You know, you can tell when a person don't rock with you or vibe with you, whatever you want to call it, when a person speaks to you and it's, oh, hi. I have to eventually tell this person, hey, it's just a lot easier for you not to speak because there's no hard feelings with it. You got to speak like it hurts that you should not be speaking. Don't do it. Ain't no love lost. Because what's going to happen is you're going to speak and I'm not going to speak back and you're going to be in your feelings about it. So I'm just letting you know. When you see me, don't do it. You know. People couldn't understand it. 
I like because I'd rather for you to be real with me because I'm gonna be real with you than all this fake stuff. I'm too old for that, and you should be too. So I don't deal with certain people. I don't know certain places because I don't want to deal with you. Like I said, ain't no love lost, but at the same time, we don't rock like that. We ain't been rocking like that, so we gonna leave it the way it is because it works. I know how to love from a distance. I'm just silent. Well, guys, this is my last segment where I am. The next time I will be in my new home. So once I get settled in and all that kind of other good little stuff. Okay. Excuse me, y'all. I'm tired. As each day goes by, it seems like I get a little bit weaker and weaker and I'm getting sleep. So I don't know what this is about. I don't know if my stress level is out this girl. That will play a big role as well. But I'm okay. I'm okay for the most part. I'm always in pain, so that ain't nothing new. But I'm not taking any pain meds either. Because they quick to throw you a bottle of oxycodones or hydrocodones. And then you want to know why there's a opioid addiction. And it's ain't even an addiction. It's an epidemic going on. Because instead of doctors fixing the problem, doctors, hospitals, whatever, fixing the problem, they add to it. That's how they make any money. Because they know if I give you this prescription, so as you run out, guess what? You about to come back and see me. There's another three hundred dollars just for you walking in the door, accepting that appointment, if not more, depending on the type of doctor, specialist, and location. So if I keep feeding this to you, eventually something else is going to happen. Because if you start taking too many narcotics, it starts to eat out the lining of your stomach and everything else. So that causes a whole nother issue. Which means that's a whole other doctor that gets involved. It's a numbers game. I hate to be the person to tell you, but it's a numbers game. So they try to give me prescriptions. I tell them save it because I'm not going to pay for it. It's going to sit there in that pharmacy because I don't want any narcotics. I'm done with that. Fix me. You have an idea of what it is or what it could be. We're not doing no guessing. I'm not going to take a whole bunch of medicine. Just fix me. And then after I get fixed, I'm going to need pain meds, keep it under control, then we can revisit that. But as far as just taking them, nah, we're not going to do that. Mm-mm. I ain't about that. It won't happen. Will not happen. I'd rather sit here and hurt like I do every day than to pick up a whole bunch of pills and just constantly take them. For what? You got a lot of people, well, I don't vaccinate my kids. I don't do whatever. Well, people need to keep. They're a kid away from a kid because we have so many different things that is airborne that your kid may be the carrier. And they're playing with this other kid who is vaccinated. They wouldn't know the difference. Some because they've never had a cold, they never had whatever, whatever. Because you don't know what they can fight off. They, they don't know until something major happens. Or let's just say a kid, because we have a tuberculosis epidemic going on right now in Omaha. Let's just say you didn't vaccinate your kid and you're not vaccinated. Okay. But you over here playing with this kid, and this kid has tuberculosis. This kid can go over here and get cured because he's vaccinated. I ain't going to say it's going to happen instantly, but usually it does. It's a process. It could take, you know, three to six months, maybe up to a year, you know, with the proper medicine and... If it's taken correct, proper doctor's appointments, you can get rid of it. 
But this person over here, or this child or an adult who has not been vaccinated, they get this. You don't take them to the doctor. Remember, they're not vaccinated. So they're not going to the doctor. They're not going to none of that kind of stuff. All you know is they got a little cough, whatever. You thinking, okay, because the weather's changing, whatever. Then you take this child to the hospital. Oh, they have tuberculosis. They're not vaccinated. Oh, I don't want them vaccinated. You know their lungs is going to collapse, right? So in a sense, you're really killing your child than helping your child. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm only saying this to say this. If they were going to give you something, you already have it. These shots activate. That's all it's doing. It's activating to see how well you're either going to be able to fight it off or you're not going to be able to fight it off. That's all it is. Ladies, y'all kill me with that, especially when we have kids. You don't know what the hell going on. A lot of you, uh-huh, because so-and-so and so-and-so was in there. Listen, when you give birth, they do allow people to be in the room, whatever the case may be. But when they start to give you stitches and cleaning you up, and when they bring them sterile kits, they make everybody move back to a certain way. The doctor is sitting in front of you, especially if he's cutting that episiotomy. He is sitting in front of you. You don't know what they're injecting. They could tell you it's numner. You are in so much pain, you can't feel nothing. You don't know what the hell it is. So again, I will tell you, you don't know what they're getting. When you're having a surgery, you're out. You damn sure don't know what's going on. All you know is you wake up and you're really sore. You don't know if they're implanting anything. You don't know anything. You hope and pray they're not. But again, you don't know. You have no clue. So why people are worried about, oh, well, they're injected. How you going to give me the flu and whatever? That's not how the flu vaccine works. People should really do their research. That's not how it works. See, what people don't understand is we already have certain infections in our body to keep us alive already. We already have certain bacteria in our body to keep us alive already. One being staph infection. Everybody got staph infection. It's just, if it's activated, cut yourself, you know. Cut yourself, you know. You know what I mean? Somebody else has been around who has already had theirs activated, so it's activated with you because it's airborne. Staph infection, that kind of stuff. That's, that, these are airborne diseases, y'all. I'm just saying. It's airborne. Chicken box. Has anybody ever had the chicken box? Well, you already got the herpes virus because chicken box is the cousin of the herpes. If you ever had a cold sore, you've already had it. You, it's that. But when we were growing up, we all got the chicken box. Chicken box, measles, mumps, that was just childhood illnesses that we had. They have vaccines now that prevent your kids from getting all of that kind of stuff. So do I think, I don't know, all these vaccines prevent stuff, I think it's good and bad. It's good because you, you don't get these childhood illnesses that suck itch real bad and it can be painful and they can scar you if you start to do whatever you can still have some scars as you get older i don't have any no but you can't the bad thing about it is they've injected you with something that you won't experience and that injection could have probably did this child more harm than good this is just me talking 
I'm not a doctor. I didn't make the vaccine. I'm just saying. Look at, because my kids all got the chicken box. Let's be honest. My youngest is about to be 19. And I think they started putting them vaccines a little bit after he was born. You know, as far as that is concerned. Um, but all my kids had the chicken pox. My daughter had the chicken pox and the measles. I had chicken pox and measles. I've never had mumps. My sister did. And it sucked because she, at that point, loved to sing and sing her ass off and could not do it because she had mumps. I remember that. But it was just a good way for her to stay at home, be baby, get a new pair of shoes. And y'all thought I was bad with mine. Jesus, I don't let her come to my house because she always leave with a pair of shoes. Anyway, um, I'm just saying. So people got to really stop with all of that. Do your, do your homework, do your research. Because you can't be doing more harm than good. Like somebody like me. I have the immune system of probably of a newborn baby. Okay, let me tell you. You cannot cough on me the wrong way, and I'll probably catch it. I might not show them signs right away, but give it a couple of days, and boom, she is sick. I have vaccines. I also have a partial collapsed lung as well, so I have to get stuff. I can't get sick, and I'm asthmatic. My lung was messed up before, well, to the back. I've been asthmatic ever since I can remember. My lung got collapsed. Um, they put in the tube down my throat during the surgery and uh, it pierced my lung. So, it aches, it hurts. They're like, don't you want to get that fake? Hell no. You will not keep messing with that. And we're not doing no, no, no. I'm good. So when the weather is like it is now, I should be out breathing and whatever. None of that. So like I said, anything that you may all, you probably already got it. Let's just be real. And it's just not activated. That's what it's about. That is my theory. And again, it's my opinion. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. I'm just saying. If they're going to give it to you, you got it. Anywho, this is a little bit longer for podcast. Yay. But the next podcast that I will probably be doing, I'll probably do one right before the burn session. Again, I'm moving in a couple of days. So I can tell you I will not be doing one Thursday because I'll be too tired. I'm tired to tell right now. But, you know, I'm going to still keep doing what I do, tired or not. Um, so with the burn session, I'm sorry, burn ceremony. I keep calling it a session. And one person was like, yeah, what's the burn ceremony? And I was like, hey, that sounds better. So we're going to use that. We're going to rock with that. Um, I'm also going to do a burn ceremony invite um, on my social media pages and again it's open for everybody it's not you know if this person comes that person no it's for anybody who's willing to get that stress off their chest or again if you want to be there to give somebody some love and some support or even if you just want to be there and you're just not ready to let go of some things that this may be something to give you the extra push. Feel free to come out. Come check us out. Standing Bear Lake, 5 p.m. on February 1st, 2020. Again, I'll be doing invites. I will go ahead and, as a matter of fact, I better get to that. Now, I've actually already done an invite. Some already got it. Some don't. So, if you don't have one, just reach out to me, Just Vita, 
at mail.com. And I'll go ahead and shoot you one that way. If you want, I can text it to you. I'll give you my number at that point. I'm not going to put it on here. I don't want random stuff. I get enough random stuff as is. Um, but we'll get this done. So this is my last podcast for this week. Next week, I will do another podcast. I'll probably do it, guys, on Wednesday. Or, yeah, because we're going to do the burn ceremony on Saturday. So I'll probably do it on Thursday. We're going to say Thursday, regular time on Thursday. I'm not going to tell you I'm going to do one on Tuesday. I won't tell you that. Mm-mm. I may do one, and I may not do one, if that makes sense. But Thursday, for sure, will be a podcast. Just a reminder of our burn ceremony. Okay? Well, y'all, this has went over a little bit longer than I had anticipated, but it was a good one. You know, I did my rants about me and my... OCD and things I gotta get done. <sighs> pray for me, y'all. Pray for me, y'all. <laughs> no, <laughs> second thought, don't even do that. Just keep me in mind because I told you all prayers ain't good prayers. Anywho, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to I'm Just Vita. Until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out.